What's up and welcome to Talking Yanks Sharp Stats Edition. Time to do some math and get some smarts and up your knowledge. I'm Jimmy. This is Jake. Katie Sharp, the Queen of Stats, joins us as always. We got some fun topics today. We're going to be talking about a James Paxton update because obviously that's part of the show. Where what the hell is Holder doing? Why does his stuff actually look like stuff this year, unlike other years? We got Voight. Is this the real Void? Is this the old Void? Is this a new version of Void? We don't know. And what the hell's going on with Gary and Seals arresting humans update will be on this episode as well. But first, Katie, how are you doing? I'm doing great, guys. I am uh, fired up. I had a good day off. You know, I'm recharged, I think, from the weekend and uh, ready to watch some baseball. Yes, that's, that's ready to talk some up. baseball, too. Ready to talk some baseball, too. We uh, with the Yankees off day and just getting lost in the sauce at work. Me and Jimmy, just when we did the pregame show, we were like, oh, wow. We're gonna watch Yankees baseball. That's exciting. Yeah. I hadn't thought about it at all. Uh, sit sit on the couch and get serenaded by Michael K, Paul O'Neill from a basement in Ohio, and David Cohn probably. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I I mean, Jonathan Holder gets in a sharp stats this early in the season. Times are good. <laughs> I would have lost that bet and would have would have thought we were talking about very opposite things, but. Um, I think we do, and this is becoming a sharp stats tradition, which I'm kind of liking. It's the follow up from the week before, and uh, one of the big combos last week was James Paxton. Um, Paxton defied all of the odds and probably <laughs> lost people in Vegas a lot of money. He twirls an absolute gem. It gets ruined at the end, but that's okay. James Paxton, he looked great. Katie, we kept checking between the Yes Network miles per hour and the ESPN miles per hour to see if things were lining up. Um, what give us everything on the Paxton start? <laughs> um, all right. Well, first, before uh, before I start with Paxton, I do want to point out, I do want to just remind you guys, I do have a stat of the week, too. I didn't yes, tell you that Yes, Katie intro, Sharp's stat of the week. I, do have a stat of the week, so let's save that for the end. It's a part Done. stat of the week, part trivia question. So you guys get oh, to participate boy. in this one. Full Whoa. participation okay. from the uh, from the peanut gallery. Um, all, right. all right, so let's let's get to Paxton. So obviously, um, I mean, he was much. You know, if anybody who watched the game saw that he looked much better than he had in his first two starts. Um, and if you were also watching the game, you did see the radar gun, and the numbers were not, you know, very excellent. Um, they were promising, I would say. Uh, so StatCast says that he had a 92.3 mile per hour average on his fastball and a max of 93.9. So obviously that is below what he was doing last year, but it is up from his previous start, which I think kind of was a bottom out. Um, the start mm. that he had on it was August seventh when he didn't. So even that hit was 90, or August second. Ninety three nine was the peak. So ninety three nine, yeah. So basically ninety four, and he okay. hit that. He hit that multiple times. That's kind of the thing that I that I really want to emphasize is that he hit in the ninety threes like multiple times, and in fact, like six of his eight fastest pitches thrown this season were on Saturday. So in his most recent start. So I think that that's some encouraging news, even though the average, when you look at the average, 92.3, 93.4, 90, you know, 92.4, whatever, um, it doesn't sound good. But you could see that, you know, he was kind of pumping in the 93s a lot there. And the other thing that I noticed was that his spin rate was up. Um, so it had kind of bottomed out, like I said, 
on the August 2nd start, where it was at about 2,100 revolutions, whereas last year he was at about 2,260. So that's a pretty significant drop, about 150 uh, revolutions per minute. And on Sunday, he, or actually whatever, it was Saturday, Sunday, whatever day it was, Sunday, um, he was back up to 2,246 revolutions per minute. So basically where he was last year. Um, okay. The spin rate on his the spin rate on his fastball, which is encouraging. I mean, it's it's not by any means a high spin fastball, um, but one thing it is is it does have high spin efficiency, and I think we may have talked about this on a podcast earlier. But really, the most important thing um, when you're think when you're looking at spin for a for a pitcher is actually the spin efficiency, like how much spin actually occurs, um, and that, that's act. It's called active spin. And his I, I have a question act- about that. Yeah. You said you said his spin rate was the same as last year in the start? Yes. Oh, okay. There yes, goes my theory was- that Cole gave him the special pine tar. Mm-hmm. No, but no, no, because it was below it was way below his last year in his previous starts. So he may have given him some tar pine tar. No, but uh, but the thing is, you'll I'll get to my next stat here. The active spin, the spin efficiency I was talking about, that is actually up this year. Um, he, is, he was at about 90% spin efficiency last year, which is pretty good. It's, you know, maybe top 30%, top, you know, it's, it's above average. Um, but this year it's up to 95.6%, which is actually very good. Uh, it's, I think it's top 15 in the league right now. Um, and then you've got like a Garrett Cole who is, <laughs> actually has 100% spin efficiency on his fastball this year, Jeez. which uh, probably not going to last. But um, that's, you know, that's obviously the goal. So being up there at 95.6 for Paxton is actually really con- um, encouraging in terms of uh, kind of the spin and the movement and, the, and the, like as David Cohn likes to say, the life on the pitch. Um, so maybe that maybe there is some sort of pine tar, you know, like little shenanigans going on with him and Cole, which is fine. You know, everybody does it. Um, everybody does. It's the bullfrog sunscreen. Yeah, they spray yeah, it, yeah. They spray it onto this arm and then they mix it with the rosin and they do a little grip like this, a little touch like this. They they all do it. Yeah, just it's. I mean, it's it's kind of a given right now, and it's it's actually. I think some of the you know some of the batters actually kind of maybe prefer it because it does give the. The pitcher a better grip, obviously, and so there's less chance of getting drilled in the head unless it's intentional. Um, but so overall, yeah, I think Paxton looked much better, even though his fastball, you know, velocity is not where it was last year. He was being effective with his fastball. Um, the command actually was really impressive, I think, um, in hitting the upper part of the zone, and that was reflected in kind of the the contact that uh, that the Rays made on his fastball where I looked at the launch angle on his fastball, and it was actually a, it was a 31-degree launch angle on the fastball um, in this start, which is pretty good considering it was a 50, an average of 15 degrees in his first two starts, which is basically like a line drive every single time, whereas an average of 31 degrees is you know, more like a fly ball kind of, kind of thing. So, um, yeah, really encouraging. His, vert- his release point, his vertical release point was still all over the place it's it's not up to last year um so i don't know what's going on with that but something worked and i think he just needs to build on that and you know hopefully going forward yeah 
I mean, the good news is that the spin stuff isn't like an anomaly from last year. Like it's kind of like when he was good, it's there. It's been efficiency is much better, but fingers crossed that he can continue. And I mean, in theory, like the, the fastball went up, which you'd like to think he's kind of regaining that back strength. Like he says he's not hurt. But, I mean, it seems very apparent that he's not as strong, whether that is the back or the rest of it building up. Um, I mean, the fact that he was getting near 94, you know, if we can keep trending upwards, that would uh, that would make sense. I don't know. Yeah, I think that the, the progress he made from his last start to this start um, is encouraging, and I think that's what, what you have to really look at. And it was just, it was funny. I mean, even in that first inning or first two innings, I think his strikeouts were coming on fastballs and you could see they, they did have life on them. And it was, I mean, a very much a, a big change from, I think hitters were hitting like 500 off of them the first two starts or something like that. So uh, hopefully we can keep building up and see some of that Paxton because that, uh, we need it. We need it. <laughs> Let's uh, stay on pitchers here. Last episode, Jake and I, Ran into this, and I was trying to do what I can find with my little research, baseballsavant.com, to see what's going on with Holder. He's been used a lot, and basically what my eyes are telling me, Katie, is that his changeup and his slider are breaking way more than they used to, and it looks like Holder actually has stuff, which for three years I've been saying, I don't know how Holder does it. I don't think he's got a plus pitch. (laughs) Are my eyes deceiving me? Has anything changed? What's going on with Jonathan Holder? He's been good so far. Um, yeah, well, he's been he's been fantastic actually. Um, and if you look at his stats and his expected stats on on Statcast, you know the ones that include um, launch angle, exit velocity, those types of things, are actually matching his actual stats. So in terms of the slugging and the batting average against, so it's it's for real right now. Um, and he is yeah, he's basically just. He hasn't had anybody hit a barrel against him. And barrel, as you know, as I think I've mentioned before on the podcast, is kind of like the best combination of launch angle and exit velocity. It, you know, usually result, almost always results in a hit. A lot of times it's an extra base hit. So he has had uh, 19 batted balls against him and zero barrels. Um, that's good. So, yeah, that's ex- I mean, that's excellent. He actually obviously has not given up a home run yet, um, which is very good. Hopefully we don't jinx that, but um, but yeah, back to the pitches. So there is something really interesting going on that I, I don't really know much about. I'd probably have to do more research on, on this, but um, it seems like he's throwing a little bit fewer four-seamers, and he's throwing a lot more change-ups. So he's basically doubled his change-up usage and about and halved his slider usage. Um, so gone away from the slider, but the interesting thing about the slider is that it almost looks like a curveball, which you know he used to throw when he when he first started, when he first came it's up. Sweeping. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's it's actually it's gone down about three miles per hour, and it's it's got like you know a, a lot more horizontal break. So yeah, like more a lot more sweep. So um, so it's it almost looks like his curveball in 2017 if you kind of just look at the raw numbers. Um, so there, it's possible that he's just throwing this curveball and the, the classification systems have not picked up on it yet. Um, I don't know. It'd be something interesting for, you know, one of the reporters if they, if they ever get a chance to kind of ask him about. Um, because the slider, he that. hasn't. <laughs> yeah. So it's basically, it's a, it's a 77 miles per hour, which is about three ticks down from 
what his slider was last year. Um, and it's got a lot more depth too. So it, you know, almost that shape of a curveball with the, you know, the, almost a 12 to six, but, um, but yeah, it's just the changeup has, and what he's basically done is he's to lefties. It's just fastball changeup, fastball changeup, fastball changeup. He has not last year, he incorporated sliders and cutters a lot to lefties. Um, but he hasn't done that. And, um, so I, I think it, it's, it's interesting. Um, so I don't know if he's, I don't know what he's doing, but it, it is working. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that he's, if he can kind of just have that conviction and just kind of keep his pitches, pitch mix good, I think that he's, you know, looking good so far. The, does it seem like almost maybe a, and this is where my brain always jumps to, but a, a kiss approach, a keep it simple, stupid, like Matt Blake came in and said, hey, 2017, you had a, a curveball slider type pitch that worked. Let's use that. Against lefties, let's go fastball changeup. Worked for that Canely guy. I, I mean, it, it, do you think it could be that simple? I, I mean, yes. <laughs> because, and I think he has a good mix of pitches that you know kind of break in different directions and come out at the same, come out of the same release point. So, um, so yeah, I think that the simpler that he can keep it, because I always thought that you know he's never going to be a starter, so it never made sense for him to have those five pitches when none of them were plus. Right. Mm. That was one of the things I maybe even we talked about it on the podcast last year or or what. But um, I always thought that him with five pitches never made sense because none of them were plus. I'd rather have him have two or three pitches where one of them is plus and maybe the others stink. But just to have that strikeout pitch, that put away pitch that he can use um, is really I mean, I think that's the most important thing for for a reliever. Is his change up a plus pitch right now? It seems really good so far. It's, I mean, basically what it is, is it's, he's actually, he's, he's gotten less spin on the changeup, which is actually a, a good thing because with the changeup, you want it to have less spin, which gives it, um, uh, to contrast with the fastball. And also that makes it, uh, gives it more ground balls. So when you have a lower spin pitch, that's, more, um, that allows him to get ground balls. And he's actually, his ground ball rate is up about to 50%, which is really high for him. Um, I think it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's actually 58% and his career average ground ball rate is 37%. So I think that that's definitely a, a good, a good approach to have. He, but he's also getting whiffs on it. He's got a 37% uh, swing and miss percentage on the changeup as well. So to be able to get whiffs and ground balls with that pitch, I, mean, I think, yeah, I think you have to say it's a plus pitch right now. It looks good to me, and that's what I'm saying. I've never watched him and said, wow, Holder is fun to watch, stuff-wise. So hopefully he keeps up. Him not having a ball barreled on him so far is pretty cool. It's pretty impressive. He's what, What's he up to, 6.2 6. innings, something like that? Yeah, yeah I think it's 6.2. 6. 6 and, yeah, there yeah. there was one slider that, I mean, me and, me and Jim both turned our head at each other. It was, it was out of the zone. It wasn't a good pitch, but – it had an awesome shape to it. So him, him going to like a slurve makes sense. Yeah, that's kind of what think, it looks like. I think that's kind of what it is right now. It's just in between there, and um, hitters really don't. They, <laughs> the best thing is hitters don't really know what it yeah. is. That's true. What and that's uh, that? Katie, the the five pitch mix. You're right. I mean, you just don't see that from relievers. So I. Uh, uh, I don't know. Keeping it simple. I mean, his fastball, you know, it sits 92, 93-ish, I feel like. And he, when he's right, he does have good location with it. And I, I think uh, 
Yeah, we're just kind of seeing that. I don't know if it's the X-axis stuff or whatever it calls, but that have the changeup go away, have the slider go the other way, and and make it work. Yeah. And so far, it is. So, I'm in. I'm in too. We yeah, need bullpen yeah, innings. Yeah, well, that's Absolutely. some good news about Halder. <laughs> let's transition to some bad news. Yeah, let's rip Gary. the Band-Aid. Gary's been awful at the plate, Katie. We talked about how his framing's been better, and we just talked about how it's elementary and it looks bad, but it has been better. His uh, at-bats have looked awful. How bad are they truly? Is he completely lost? Uh, he's, he's a little lost. I, I don't I don't want to ever say that a professional baseball player is is truly lost, so I'm gonna give him some benefit of the doubt. But um, right now it's not looking good. Um, and you know I mentioned the expected stats um, with some of the other people, and his expected stats are the same as his actual stats. <laughs> you look at his batting average. His expected batting average is 102. His expected slugging is 199, and his expected woba is 202. Um, and those are basically the same as the as the uh, as his actual ones, and those are all, as you probably know, are far far below league average and far far below what he should be doing. Um, to Bummer. me, it seems like what he's doing is basically is just he's not hitting the ball squarely, and his his maybe it's his mechanics or maybe he's just not seeing the ball. But there's a there's a stat on Statcast called sweet spot percentage which is basically just the percentage of batted balls that you have that are between launch angles of 8 degrees and 32 degrees, which is assumed to be the optimal range um, to get a hit. So it is down about 10 percentage points um, from 33% last year to 23% this year, um, which is you know, below average, below what his career is. Um, so that tells me that he's just not He's not hitting the ball, and um, his barrel percentage, we mentioned the barrels with, with Holder. His barrel percentage is down from 19% last year to 6% this year, which is, the, the major league average is 6%, but this Gary should be up there in the 14s, the 15s, the 16 percentage points um, for barrels, um, and he's just, he's not hitting it, he's not, he's just not making solid contact, um, and if you look at He's hitting the ball. He's hitting under the ball a lot. Forty-seven uh, percent of his batted balls have been um, classified as hit under by Statcast, mm. uh, compared to basically the major league average is twenty-four percent. So almost more than double the major league average. Um, and the other thing that really stood out to me is that he is just swinging right through pitches in the zone, right in the heart of the zone, which a guy like Gary should be able to take advantage. Um, of those pitches in the heart of the zone. His zone contact percentage was 80% last year, uh, the major, which is about the major league average. It's down to 67% this year. That's contact on pitches that are thrown right in the strike zone. Um, so I think what you're seeing is a guy who just, he, I don't know if he's lost at the plate or his mechanics are messed up, but he is just, he's not making solid contact and he's not hitting the pitches he should be hitting. That's bad. Yeah. And that's usually the opposite of Gary. Usually, like, when he's going through a slide, you can at least say, well, he's squaring the ball up. He's just hitting into bad luck. Like, Or he's just chasing junk. I mean, yeah. that's the what you said at the end is the scary he's, part, that he's missing the stuff that's there for him, and that's uh, that's never been Gary's problem. 
yeah, yeah. I mean, his his chase percentage is not really changed much. Um, it's just that he's actually been a lot uh, more patient. I don't know if it's patient, but just less aggressive this year, um, mm. especially with with two stri- with two strikes. This this was a a really revealing stat. I thought so with two strikes, um, pitches in the zone on two strikes and sort of around the edges. 86% swing percentage last year. This year, 69%. Um, so, and that's, the league average is about 81%, which you would think, you know, if you see a pitch in the zone with two strikes, you're going to want to swing at it. And he's just not. Um, so, I, that, that to me seems like a pitch recognition issue. Um, and I or don't know just lack just, of confidence. Conf- yeah. yeah, lack of confidence, something like that. Um, but yeah, he's he, he's not in a good place right now. Hitting coach Marcus Tim slash John Boy, what's your what's your diagnosis? Just swing, swing yourself out of it. Find something in the zone and I, go. I I feel like that. I feel like all those stats just show complete lost. Like because when he's sw- when when usually Gary's hitting into bad luck and and chasing, and if he's he's still striking out a ton. But he's not swinging, so it uh, seems like a confidence thing to me. Um, I have no idea. Yeah. In the last four games, he has a three thirty three on base percentage. He has three walks and two hits. Is anything else getting better? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he wasn't doing that. Um, I don't know. That's bad news. I mean, we know it's as bad as the eye test is. He looks lost right now. So hopefully that uh, the hard foul ball yesterday. Hard foul ball indicator. That's Yeah, uh, that, I mean. That, that's been our rule with Gary. Hope uh, <laughs> hope it pays off. But, yeah, it's it's been tough to watch. And, you know, you're, it's always it's dumb baseball stuff. But you're, I keep saying they're looking for that broken bat single. Glaber. Got a couple nice inside-out singles, and we're we're hoping that sparks some Gary. Like that's Gary, not almost his game though. He, that's yeah, not he, his game. Know what he needs, KT? He needs the power hitter slump breaker, where you just hit like a four eighty foot homer. That's like okay, now ah, it's on. I can do this. Now it's on. I'm coming. So watch for Gary to I hit mean, a giant. I, I think, I think the what aver- he needs is. I was going to say, I think what he needs is some guy to just be throwing gas, like 96, 97, and him to kind of just swing from his heels and just make it. He just hits it, and just because it's going so fast and his bat is going fast enough, it just kind of goes out of the park, that type of thing. Don't think. Um, but I don't know. You know, it's, yeah, he's got to swing think, first. <laughs> I think to the, cav- the, to the casual viewer, you know, everyday watcher, I think if they saw Gary go up there and just take giant hacks and strike out, They'd be even more upset. Yeah. But I'm almost rooting for him just to swing after hearing this and hopefully connect with one that rather than be taking strike three all the time. Yeah, I mean, not swinging at two out. strike pitches. This is what I'm, what one stat I'm looking at right now is actually is on StatCast, they have a, uh, a stat called meatball percentage. Uh, mm. And it's basically the percentage of pitches that are thrown just meatball, like right down the middle, you know? And his swing percentage on those pitches is 52%, whereas the league average is 75%. Uh, so that's just, that's kind of mind-boggling to me. 
All That's right. the so type of pitch he swing should be Gary swinging swings. from his heels. <laughs> swing at meatballs, Gary. The Storielli family meatball percentage is about 90%. It's, yeah. oh, it is high. Yeah. What yes. about the meatball efficiency? How's that going? <laughs> oh, it's, it's efficient, Katie. Yeah. It's <laughs> efficient. I mean, they're, Jake was born a meatball. Yeah. Oh, kinda, yeah. I eat I was going to say some comments that I think my mom would be offended by, so I will back off. Um, something about me eating meatballs like a little horse. So she'd actually probably like the comments. Anyways, enough meatballs. I think enough, Gary. I, th- I think everyone that's watching has obviously known it's not right. When you look at the stats, it's not right. And, um, hey, you know, we're, we're in this 16-game thing. The, the best thing you can do is be patient as you can and think, you know, the other options, yeah. like we, we, you won't find bigger Kyle Higashioka fans than us. He's an awesome <laughs> dude. He's a nice ball player, but I think he'll admit he can't do what Gary Sanchez does on a baseball field. Eric Kratz will be happy to admit to you he can't do what Gary Sanchez can do on a baseball field. So it's 13 games, and in your head, try to think yeah. of it as like a two-week slump during a regular season. Unfortunately, it's not a regular season. Let's get a hot two weeks. Let's get a hot month and a half out of Gary, and you could still have a great year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in, in terms of, like, if there's any positive, I mean, sort of silver lining is that he goes through these types of slumps every year um, in yeah. terms of, like, the results. I mean, I didn't look at the slumping in terms of the, the peripherals that we talked about, but in terms of the results, he went through an exactly a similar 15-game slump last year, 2018. Um same same deal when he hits you know like 100 for about you know and slugs 100 for about 15 games so i think as as bad as we don't want to, as we want to admit it this is this is gary i mean he is a pretty streaky guy um but when he gets on those hot streaks man it, it's awesome and you just got to take the you got to take the bad with the good i guess swing away gary like signs joaquin phoenix wow all-time minor Ooh. league strikeout king yeah Signs. Katie, the next topic we have, I sent it to you and you were like, what about him? And then I kind of didn't know what to say. And I was, I'm just interested in Voight. His numbers are good right now. I think his uh, OPS plus is like 130 something. 136 OPS plus, meaning he's 36% better than the average baseball player right now. In the MLB, he's got an 854 OPS, meaning even compared not not even compared to the average player, he's just good comparatively across the generations and shit. But is this the same Luke Voigt that we saw at the end of 2018 and the beginning of 2019? That was kind of my question. Like, he looks different. He's skinnier. He's got longer hair. I don't see him as that same beefed up hard part. Or shell of number two in the lineup. There's a shell of number two in the lineup. Are these results that we're getting from Voight, is it the same hitter? That was kind of my question, or is this a new version of Voight? That's a, it's a good question, and, and he's he's not quite the same hitter that he was in 2018 or, uh, you know, when he when he just went on that tear. But he is much better than last year, um, and he's getting there. He's close, and he has a lot of good, I guess you'd say, peripheral stats in his favor. Um, for one thing, you know, when you look at his expected stats, they're actually higher than what his actual stats are. So I'm not going to say he's been unlucky, but his production has should be 
should improve um, over, you know, if he keeps this up over the course of the season. Um, in terms, Meadows of robbed the, him. He's had some hard hit balls. Yeah, caught. His his expected slugging is actually six 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 uh, six sixteen. Um, so that's about a hundred points above his actual slugging. Um, and even his expected batting average is about 50 points above his, his actual batting average. So I think that that's, that's one of the encouraging signs. Um, the other thing is that he's, he's hit, his barrel percentage is up, so he's hitting a lot more of those high-value um, batted balls. And this one stat that I want to point out, which is actually a really good sign, is that his sweet spot percentage, which we just, we just talked about earlier, is up. So it's about 52% um, this year. Uh, compared to a 46% last year, or, or actually in 2018. So it's even better than 2018. Um, and when, when, as I mentioned, the 52%, remember we uh, talked about with Gary, it was at 23% this year. So that's the stark contrast uh, between those, both of those. Um, so he's, he's making very good contact with the ball, um, and he's also swinging at pitches more in the zone this year. Um, he has a 100% meatball swing percentage um, hmm. compared to Gary. And his swing I like percentage that. On, yeah. yeah. 100's <laughs> like where I want you to be there. Yeah. If you get a meatball, swing the damn bat. Oh, it depends on what you're doing with it. Don't pop up a 3-0 pitch. That's annoying. Right. Okay. But, um, and his swing, percentage on, uh, <laughs> his swing percentage on pitches in the zone this year is at 80%, um, which is up from about 75% last year, and 66% is the major league average. So this his guy is knows 80? 80%. I think of him as taking pitches all the time. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, he, I mean he, he does have, like, you know, his, his overall swing percentage is, is not, like, you know, very high, but he does, he does recognize he swings at, he swings at strikes and he doesn't, you know, he swings at a little bit more balls, you know, pitches outside the zone than normal. Um, but right now he just, he seems to be really locked in, uh, especially when he makes contact. We are spoiled rotten. The, the fact that Gio Urshela and Luke Voigt have become these bonus pieces that we kind of, we kind of just mentioned casually, Luke Voigt, so he has his 2018 year. He comes over from the Cardinals. We don't know what he is, and he went nuts. I think his his OPS was closer to 1.1 than it was to 1.0. So we knew that wasn't real, but we wondered what it was. And what it was last year for the first 108 games was a 282 batting average, a 394 on base, and 893 OPS. Luke Voigt then gets hurt, and his final... I'm trying to do Jakey Sharp stats, and I I can't keep up with the Queen. I know you guys know that by now. Uh, Luke Voigt's final editing, producing, trying my best, not doing a good job. Luke Voigt's final 10 games where he has the hernia oh. injury, he goes 1 for 32, an 031 batting average. That puts a slight damper on his season, especially... That's when Mike Ford was in the I'm going to casually hit home runs whenever I want phase, <laughs> which was a lot of fun. But Luke, healthy Luke Voigt, which, you know, I, I know I like to chop up stats a little bit, but he was very clearly hurt to the point he got an operation done. Um, that was not the same guy. So the fact that we continue to kind of talk about Mike Ford, which is another conversation. I mean, he's kind of earning it bats in a way, but... Voight has been 
a stud, and I love the meatball stat. The meatball stat's my new favorite stat. I almost want to go to, when we interview players, say, do you know what your meatball stat is? And just see what they say. I mean, I, I don't know about you. I'm biting my tongue because I the one meatball stat on, or pitches in the strike zone, I'm curious about Hicks because he's the guy that we get mad at that it seems like he takes a lot of strikes, but I don't know. I don't know how hard Could that you bring that up, fine. Katie? What's, yeah, yeah, let's uh let's What's Hicks's to, let's meatball Hicks. stat? Because I thought Voigt's would have been... I, or, 80% or, of Luke Voigt's pitches in the strike zone, he's swinging at. I thought it would have been lower. Yeah. I'm interested to hear Hicks's because that's two guys that seemingly have similar approaches. They're taking a lot of pitches. They're looking for the right one. Um, All right, where are we going? All right. Okay, we got meatballs. The Hicks meatball <laughs> Ford, percentage. Ford really hasn't been good enough Ooh. to be taking at bats away from Voight, and I whisper that. Sure. <laughs> All right. So Hicks meatball swing percentage is 65%. So that's meatballs. There you go. Meatballs, 65%. Okay, and it's like starting said, to make yeah. sense. And Voight's is 100 yeah, the league average is seventy five percent. So okay, that's not good. What about swinging in the zone? Is, is that there? Or is his, that a different page? His no, that's right there. His swing on in the zone percentage um, is fifty nine percent. So again, below the league average of sixty six percent. And we mentioned Luke Voigt at eighty percent. So yeah, you and can you can get pissed at Hicks if you want. What, what, was, right what, what was Hicks swing in the zone? I missed it. Hicks's swing in the zone was fifty nine percent. Fifty nine. Everything adds up. <laughs> those are down. If I'm looking at this correctly, those are yep. down quite yeah, a bit you're right. from yep. previous. Down from years. last year. Okay, so well, hopefully still a smaller briefly. sample, but. Yep. Um. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I am right. I matching up. I'm matching right. ups. The stats. Swear with the I eye knew test. it all along. <laughs> I am vindicated. Uh-oh. Well, dashboard confessionals for you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Katie, what is your fun stat of the day? All right. So this is actually, we're going to make this a little bit of a trivia time, trivia question here for you. Oh, boy. So there, this is as of Tuesday morning or Tuesday afternoon. Uh, there is one Yankee that is ranked in the top 20 in hard hit rate and average exit velocity. So you guys both know what those are, obviously. Yeah. Our listeners do, too. We're good Hard on that. hit rate is the percentage of batted balls above 95 miles per hour with an exit velocity of above 95 miles per hour and average exit velocity, obviously. Self-explanatory there. One Yankee is in the top 20 of both of those categories. I'm between Maybe two there. guys. Let's go. Dream. The dream. Wait, so they just hit the ball hard and far? No, not far, just, just hard. And they hit it consistently hard, too. They're hitting it consistently. Because that's the percentage. Hard. That's the percentage part. The the rate and okay. then the average. So oddly enough, I did not have judge in this, which makes me think that's part of Katie's trick. But maybe that's only half of Katie's trick. Is it two guys we're looking for or one? One guy. One guy is in the top twenty of the major leagues in both. It's of not those. Judge. Gio Urshela. Oh, I like your answer a lot. I was going to say Brett Gardner because I just thought Katie might be really tricking us. <laughs> so I'm going Gardy. I, how could it not be Judge? Who is it? My other option was LeMahieu. Jake now does not suck. Now yes. we've named four of nine guys. The winner. Jake is the winner. Jake does not suck. Who is it? Gio? It is, it is Gio. It is Gio. Yep. That was, uh, that was pretty surprising. He's nuts, man. But That's funny that Judge he's, is He's locked there. in. Yeah, he's locked in right now. 
And again, he's just been casually batting seventh while we get caught up in our Glaber slump and Gary slump. And meanwhile, he's also doing witchcraft and wizardry at third base. Exactly. He's awesome. 171 OPS plus right now. 71% better than the average (laughs) baseball player. And that's just on offense. 393 on base percentage. The defensive. 313 batting average. All what the, the hell? All the scouts <laughs> thought he was going to be a defensive specialist if he made it. Oh, in he the is. League. He's good at that, too. Holy God. smokes. That's nuts. That Katie Sharp's out of the day. I'm glad you remember that, Katie. I enjoy that segment. Do you have a yeah. Jakey's Butter Knife of the day? I do not. Um, I'll start digging. I've I'm, I'm now got enough data where I can start doing that. Okay. Katie Sharp, I mean. If there's any of the Yankees notes we need to close, it's now been on my mind for a little over an hour. Last week, we asked you one of the odder questions that's come up on Talking Yanks, uh, linked to Last from the Past, our history podcast, about seals cuffing enemy divers or something along those lines. And your husband, Captain Mike, did I, did I address Captain him? Sharp, have Captain some respect. Sharp. Excuse Captain me. Michael Sharp. Then Michael Sharp. Sorry, sir. Thank you, sir. Captain Michael Sharp. Captain Michael Sharp, you asked for information on this, and I am so curious and need to know. Okay. Well, I did ask the captain um, for all of his knowledge on this topic, and you guys got it almost correctly, almost right. Okay. I'll always take that answer. (laughs) They're actually sea lions, not seals. Okay. And what they are is they're... It's a, they're bomb sniffing sea lions. So they send the sea lions down in underneath, you know, down, the, down to the bottom of the ocean to sniff out bombs um, to make sure that it's okay for the submarines and the ships to move, to go on that path. Ah. And if the bomb, if they, if they smell the bombs, they see the bombs or whatever the sea lions do underneath the, the ocean. Um, then they know that they have to either try and defuse it or just go in a different direction. So it's, it's, they're bomb-sniffing sea lions, and it's actually, um, and yes, it was used in Bahrain um, and in the Middle East for a while. Then it was um, used, I think, more sort of in, the, in Asia and off the coast of California, but it's not currently, I don't think, he doesn't think it's currently a program right now, um, an active program. Um, certainly is not in Bahrain, because he would know about that. Um, but, um, but yes, it, it did exist. I think it was in the early two thousands. It was pretty, he said it was pretty, um, prevalent, but they may have more sophisticated means, but, um, it's something you can look it up on the internet. It's like marine mammal something. I can't re- actually, I should, probably should have written it down, but that um, sounds more logical marine, to me than hand marine mammal humans. program. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I buy it. Okay. Bomb sniffing sea lions. Yes. Yeah, dogs. You get sea lions to do it? Okay, I'm in on that. Probably, maybe, if you're... Was he alarmed when you asked that question? Uh, I don't know if alarmed. He did did laugh. Okay. You you got a laugh from him. Yes. Um, Yes. (laughs) um, And he did know about it kind of when I asked him. He kind of was like, oh, let me, you know, I, I remember that. Let me just look up something, you know quickly so he it was in his memory but he had never been a part of the program or anything like that so he doesn't know the actual you know details or he'd never been on a ship where it occurred um okay but he did know it existed okay well bomb sniffing sea lines one Jake's stop shopping life. on talking yank sharp stats today jonathan holder paxton update 
Luke Voigt, Gary Struggles, and Sea Lions. Bomb sniffing Sea Lions. Didn't think I'd ever say that sentence. Meatball stats. Meatball stats. The best. I'm pretty into the meatball stat. You're yeah. going to need to show me where I can find that. I'm going to go find. I'm going to go rip on some guys. BBD says he's got it. You got it? it? I mean, I want to show me the guy with the lowest meatball swing, and I just want to tweet at him and be like, you're a fool. <laughs> oh, no. We've given him too much. Gary right now. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll, I'll oh, tweet at the second then lowest the guy. Then the second guy. Second lowest guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Katie. Uh, awesome. Wonderful knowledge. As always, we're making Yankee fans smarter, which is a good thing. Part of the goal here. Perfect. Enjoy the game tonight. Tweet it, Katie. Thank you. Goodbye. All right. See you guys. Go, Yankees.